Wide podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and I'm so thankful you guys are here once again. Episode four. We have special guest, first guest ever on the Anxiety Wide podcast, David Swedberg. He's my dude. We uh, CrossFit together, uh, work together actually as well in our professional careers, um, but he's a youth minister as well. And he is going to help us talk about anxiety and how it tests your faith. And uh, he's he, it should be an interesting one, man. He's a uh, he's an experienced podcaster. He's got a lot to bring to the table, and I'm just I'm pumped for this one. It should be fun. I'm not going to be sitting in a room talking to myself for once. So, episode four, y'all. Here we go. All right, a few things, guys. I I added a few things to the resources pages, one of which is a journal that you can do with your kids. It's called the Big Life Journal. Um, and then I had also added a children's anxiety book. Today on the podcast, we have my buddy, my homie, David, <laughs> David Swedberg. Um, I got a question about anxiety and religion, and so I brought on someone that knows a lot more about it than I do to uh, talk about that. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself. Yeah, tell us, tell us uh, how you ended up on this podcast. Yeah. My name is David Swedberg, like Corey said. Um, I don't know. I'm 24. have an awesome wife and an almost two-year-old daughter who keeps us on our toes. Um, so I've had my own podcast for quite a while, and we're just getting uh, kind of wrapping that up after a couple of years. It's so hard to say goodbye. I know. It's sad. But uh, we had Corey on as like our seventh or eighth episode. Yeah, that was quite a while ago. We went for like 60, I think 60 some episodes. But Nice. Um, at that point, I think kind of, I got to know you actually a little bit better. Right. And then we started talking CrossFit and you made me like go to Saturdays. <laughs> Do like 300 lunges every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's kind of where like, I don't know, I think that we bonded over mm-hmm. podcasting and then that's kind of grown into a cool friendship. Yep, yep, for sure. And uh, we, we worked together, actually, in our professional career, too. And I, I've known David for a good two years now. Yeah, two yeah. years, I think. Yeah. But, like, we would just meet each other in passing. And then, like he said, we met up and we le- learned a little bit more about each other on the podcast. And then, um, you know, he started coming to class and figuring out how awesome I am. Yes. I mean, CrossFit is. but <laughs> CrossFit and Corey. Yeah, right. So, equal terms. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right, so um, question one here was was uh, something that, that I don't really have a lot of expertise on. Um, I grew up uh, going to a Lutheran church, um, and I'll talk a little bit more about this as we get into the question, but for David, it was uh, how does anxiety test your faith? For me, being someone that grew up that in that space as a kid, um, once I got into the worst of the worst for my anxiety, um, I spent you know, a good three years praying without any results. And so I lost my faith. And yeah. uh, the big part of that was I wasn't listening. I was I was asking for something, but I wasn't really taking the time to listen. So uh, if you yeah. want to go ahead and kind of talk about your take yeah, on that. That's good, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
So when, when Corey sent me that question, my first thought, um, and I should preface that I'm not a person who really struggles with anxiety mm-hmm. in life. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. It, so my perspective is more from, I have people I know who struggle mm-hmm. with anxiety and I, um, I have a pretty good understanding from like a biblical perspective. Right. So I'm giving input, mm-hmm. but like, don't judge me too hard because this, uh, you know, yep. I also am giving it just from like, this is the simple perspective. Right. I know that anxiety is so much more mm-hmm. complicated. Yep, I'll fill in the gaps on that. For yeah. Sure. Yep. Um, but the verse that came to mind right away, um, which I think is just kind of the, okay, within a, a Christian faith perspective, here is basically how you should view anxiety. So it's Philippians 4. And it's uh, verses five or six through eight is what I'm going to go through. So six says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So that's the first part of it, Mm -hmm. right? So it's just saying like, don't be anxious about it, but instead give it up. Uh, so obviously it's not really just that simple with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, we, we wish it would be. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> and I think that like me, myself, I've fallen in that trap from the outside perspective of being like, your thoughts are illogical. Yeah. Just like, yeah. like give it up. Yep. Um, but I, I know after years and years, that's not, not actually the right perspective. But then the second piece, which I think is key because most people who, or like struggling with anxiety or ask for help, like they get those two verses, mm-hmm. which are verses six and seven. But then verse eight talks about, okay, so whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever's just, whatever's pure, if it's lovely, commendable, anything of excellence, um, anything that's worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of a key piece in that anxiety spectrum of like, okay, so first realize that you're having this anxiety and realize that like God is in control of it. So give it up to him, Mm -hmm. but then don't just keep your mindset on that thing. You have to start thinking about, okay, what's good, Mm -hmm. what's pure, what's like lovely, helpful, good. And like shift your mind to start thinking about different things. Yeah. And so for like, from like having faith just in general, not in a a spiritual or religious contest, having faith that you're going to be okay. Right. And then taking action on focusing on those things that are good in your life, that are true in your life, that are real, rather than focusing on the thing that's causing you anxiety. Right. And so to contrast that to like a religious or a spiritual contest, it's pretty much the same. Right. You know, so that's, that's the interesting part is that, you know, for me, being someone that did that for three years speaking to God without listening, um, I, I was focusing on the thing rather than taking some action on my behalf. Right. And so I just quit doing it. And, uh, you know, I get, sometimes I get into being back home, especially as getting into um, conversations about religion. And so people always want to know more information. Well, for me, it's not that simple because of what I've been through. Like right. it's, it's been tested to the brink. And, you know, I always say I'm very, very spiritual. And I don't say I'm religious because then people say, well, what are you? Are you Lutheran? Are you Catholic? Right. You know, are you apostolic? You know, it's like, you know, I, and for me, it's like, well, they want, to know what aspect of Christianity I'm involved in so they know how to feel about it. Mm-hmm. It's not that simple to me. Right. Does that make any sense to you? Right. It, it makes sense to me, yeah. Because yeah. we've had a lot more conversations yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But I think, yeah, overall, the concept, like you're saying, mm-hmm. applies across wherever you are in mm-hmm. life, right? Like the concept of, okay, whatever your, whatever thoughts you're having, you have to realize that those thoughts, like, aren't healthy. Mm-hmm. You have to give them up, mm-hmm. and then you have to replace those thoughts, like shift your focus to whatever, something right. that's good and something yep. that's healthy. I think the struggle, right, is that faith piece, mm-hmm. because if you don't believe that there is a God who actually, like, is the God of hope and the God of peace, right. and you take those things, like, you probably have anxiety for good reason, because you're like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, yep. What is the purpose? Yeah. And, right. and, and someone that's been on both sides of the of the um, of the table is, you know, I believe that God and the universe and all that stuff is all one thing. It's just a matter of how you express it. Um, and now, what would you say to someone like that was at my point? I was at a break point where you just stop. You just lose faith. You stop praying. Right. You stop asking for help. Right. What, what would you like? What would your from a religious standpoint, right. like how, how do you help bring someone out from the, the depths of where they're at? Right. I think it is what you're, what you said about, I was, I was asking God for something mm-hmm. and not taking any steps myself mm-hmm. is a really important piece. Right. So I've struggled with a lot of other things in my life. Yeah. Um, like mainly like pornography was something mm-hmm. I struggled with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my middle school years and stuff, I would pray. Like, yeah night after night after night like okay god help me with this yeah but i wouldn't actually change any of yeah. my actions any of my patterns yep. anything that i was doing yeah right it falls into that same boat right? right so the challenge there where you need to like talk to where i would have talked to you right mm-hmm. is like okay so you're asking god to do something and i believe that god will do something but also like we can't just like sit here and be like okay god like you take it away entirely. Yeah. I'm not going to take any steps with you, mm-hmm. right? Because if he's saying like, okay, move with me this direction, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, no, I just want it gone. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything. I just want it gone, mm-hmm. right? That was the place I was in. I'm like, okay, take it away. Yep. Take it away. I'm going to live my everyday life. Yep. I'm going to struggle. I'm going to be in all sorts of shame. I'm going to hate myself. Not gonna but I'm not going to change any of my own patterns mm-hmm. based on what you've outlined, right? So like that scripture, mm-hmm. right? whatever is good, like focus on these things. If you're just asking God to do something and not looking at what his word says, mm-hmm. like here's how you should approach your anxiety. Right. Then it's like, yeah. I mean, I've already given you some practical steps, right? Mm-hmm. God's like, I've given you some practical steps. Yep. You're not even taking those. Yeah. And you just want me to do something, but I can't. And that's the, right, that's the relationship side of like, God's a relational God. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he's not just going to like, like he wants you to Here's take a million steps dollars. <laughs> right. It's like the, Hey, I've given you a lot of answers here yeah. and I want to walk through this with you. Mm-hmm. And if I just take you out of it, like where's like, you're not going to have the story and the testimony to help other people, other people right? Yep. Like you went through what you went through yeah. and now you can have a whole podcast about it. That helps a bunch of people. Right. And I think for me, like the one thing was like, I wasn't ready. Like I was comfortable in my discomfort. I it was, it was easier to stay where I was at than to push into the ugly stuff and like deal with what was actually going on. And, and it was scary, like trying to like get to reality and taking that step forward to reciprocate that relationship. Right. You know, and then since I've mended that and, you know, I pray and then I meditate. And it's then the, the thing that changed over the years was someone, I don't even know who it was, said that praying is speaking to God and meditation is just listening. 
And for me, it was like, oh, I like that. That makes sense. You know, it's like, it's not like a rule. Like I, I've struggled with rules in, in religion just because of my right. upbringing. And, right. And some of them don't make sense to me, which is fine. Um, but I think it's, it, you know, growing up in, in, I think it was so black and white at times mm -hmm. that it, it doesn't apply in all circumstances, which is where I struggled and which kind of validated when I lost faith. I was like, well, you know, I was, I was right. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I've come back around right. and, you know, you see God in like your kids when they're born and, and the love that you feel for people and you see it in people's eyes when you help them and their light bulb goes on. Right. And so I think that it came back around for full circle for me of, well, I wasn't doing it right. I wasn't holding up my part. Right. And I think a lot of people, and, and on top of being comfortable in their space with anxiety, even though they won't admit it, like once you get out of it, you'd be like, man, if I would have just done a few things every day, right. I'd be a lot farther along. And I think that kind of speaks to the religion part too, is if you just do a couple things each day, you're holding up your end of the bargain. See, and, <laughs> and the struggle, right, with the, like the term religion, mm -hmm. right, is like, you talk to me, I'm going to be like, well, I wouldn't call it religion, I'd call it a relationship. Right. right. But religion is like, it's not that it's a wrong term. No. But that classifies mostly the rules and regulation. Yeah. Here's like, do this, don't do this, mm -hmm. do that. Right. And then that's very true, especially to the more traditional churches. Mm -hmm. Right. So then my church, right. I'd be like, well, like you have this, here's what's good for you. Right. God's like, I have all these things. If you live these ways, you're going to have a peace filled, joy filled life. You're going to like be better off in the long run, but I'm here and I want to have relationships. So we're going to go through this together. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily like black and white, do this, don't do yeah. this at the end, then hopefully you're in heaven, you're not yeah. in hell, you know? Yeah, so for those of, you, those of you guys that have asked me about religion, it's just that it's it's a cringeworthy term. Right. <laughs> it's, right. Not, it's not that it's cringeworthy for me and I'm not like a spiritual or religious or, you know, relationship right. guy with, with a higher power. It's just that term has been so defined and so morphed into right. defining people by their religion. Right. That's why I just stay away from it. Yeah. It's, like, it's I, just such an ugly conversation. Culturally, it's become yeah. just such like, okay, if I know your religion, mm -hmm. therefore I can, I can assume you're either Democrat or you're Republican. Yeah. Like, yeah, all these things you automatically put somebody. Okay, I can classify everything about you. I don't need to have any more yeah. conversations. I know your stance on everything, and it's yeah. like, that's not. Yeah, and that's and that's really why I stay away, away from it. So those of you who are listening that have had those conversations for me, that's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I was so, going to ask you too, uh, is, um, you know, for, for your sake is like forgiveness. Okay. You went through something, um, that you really struggled with. Same with people with anxiety. Yeah. Learning. So there's two, two spa spaces in there. So you've either done something that has hurt someone or you're shaming yourself. Right. Um, forgiveness, you know, is a big part of spirituality and religion. Um, what would you speak to people that, uh, really beat themselves up in that space too? Right. <laughs> Which I'm sure you can relate to. Yeah, it's it's super hard. Um, you know, there's the... Basically, I would say, go listen to Brené Brown's The Power of Vulnerability. <laughs> yeah. uh, because I listened to that for the first time a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And it completely like opened up my eyes to the fact that like I'm a super shame-driven person. Right? It's crazy when you see it. Like, right? I believe like fundamentally like I'm a terrible person <laughs> right. and nothing... like 
like I have no value mm-hmm. outside of the things that I do for others. Yeah. You know? So all those of you that are shaming yourself, you're not alone. Right. Yeah. And so to realize that shame, right, is like I am a terrible person, mm-hmm. like I am worthless, I'm, I'm whatever. Mm-hmm. Versus the healthy side of guilt, which is can help you grow, right. can be productive. Of I made a bad decision, mm-hmm. like I should not have done that. I can be selfish, mm-hmm. like you're not naming your identity right with shame is like putting false identity on you yeah. guilt is just like oh realize what you're doing yeah. realize it's not necessarily healthy claim that and then say okay how do i not do yeah. that and i think one an important piece of that too is not taking it on as your identity yeah. um my old, you know david my older brother he yeah. once said to me he's like so just think of it this way those things are things you've done yeah. but it's not who you are right. turn them into mile markers but don't carry them as anchors and I was like, holy, yeah, that's, that's heavy. I like that. That's great. But it's true. Like, you know, some of the stuff I've done in my past, it was, it defined me, you know, and I, I still kind of revert back to, um, a victim at times, especially with my physical stuff. Yep. When I get super sore or things hurt, it's like, yep. okay, that's why I'm, I'm this injured person that has had a lot of surgeries and yep. is it by default. And so I have to work very hard to reverse that. Um, but the one thing I carry with me now is I have faith that it's going to get better. Like my mind, you know, I know my body, I can handle pretty much the worst kind of pain you can ever have because I've had it. But like my mind, I'm like, okay, you're in a funky spot. Let's take some action to get out of it. And that's why I do my morning routine all the time. So what kind of things do you do to kind of mesh both some of the struggles you've had, like you said, with your, with your faith? Right. Well, and like, I mean, I, I struggle with depression too. Mm -hmm. So I most through most of high school, like I was cutting. Mm. and suicidal yeah. um, so like that's the side that I still struggle with that depression like, right. those days where I'm like, mm, like yeah. I don't know why but I feel like life isn't worth living yep. like no logical reason mm-hmm. to it um, the main thing uh, is kind of those like for me mental and physical health are two things that I haven't always been super good at being aware of uh, and so on the mental health side of it, right? I, I will do meditation, um, and just prayer and Bible reading time. And I, I like your definition of meditation is just listening. Mm-hmm. Um, because I read 10% happier. Yeah. Um, and then I realized like, okay, my mind is its own machine. <laughs> yeah. Like it's running, it's jumping to all its conclusions. It's doing its own thing when I'm even not even entirely aware of it. So practicing that, okay, like, okay, God, here's the things that I am asking for. Mm-hmm. Here's where I'm at. And then that meditation is like, okay, now I'm forcing myself to entirely clear my mind and just listen, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't just be like, if it's a relationship, you can't just be like, yeah. God, take all these things. I want a million dollars. I want my life not yeah. to suck. I want all this. And then be like, whenever you take care of that, great. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> if I don't see it how I asked yeah. for it, then I'm going to be pissed at you and I'm going to, you know. Well, imagine like, so those things that you want to work on, like with your wife and communication. Right. You say, these are the things I need to work on. And then you turn and walk away. Exactly. Before she even says anything. Yeah. Or you're so, like, hey, honey, uh, if you could have dinner on the table at five, yeah, right. do all the dishes. And make my back not hurt. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> see you see you later. Yeah. Like, next day you're like, you didn't do all those things that I was wanting you to do, you know? Um, so it's, it's definitely that, uh, 
for me, taking time to listen. And then definitely in the physical health, like if I'm not physically healthy, mm-hmm. like I notice the difference yep. of I'm lethargic, like I'm yep. bored. I don't feel great about myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where like the, that spiral starts. Right. Yep. So if I'm like mentally not taking time to, to check in, like, where am I at? Mm-hmm. Talk to God, listen to what he's saying. And then taking time to like go move and like use the body that he's given me. Right. Then I definitely struggle way more. When yeah. I'm and so, so to contrast that, so that's a, that's a depressive reaction. Like, you know, that's yeah. your tendency. And so yep. someone with anxiety, the energy goes up. And what they focus okay. on are those physical symptoms you're feeling where you feel lethargic. You're like, oh, yeah, like my blood sugar might be off. Yep. Or you feel like sad and depressed. You're like, oh, I, I got a brain tumor. Yeah. And it's completely irrational, oh, but that's man. what we do. Yeah. And so our energy goes way up. And so then it spirals upward. Yeah. And it's higher and higher and higher. And, and then everything, it's like, a, it's like a tornado that we just suck everything up and bring it yeah. on with us and get anxious about it. Yeah. So, um... Uh, one one thing I was going to ask too is like so if someone that doesn't have anxiety like yourself, yeah. um, and I'm sure you have people in your life that you know have anxiety. Yeah. When you when you need to help them, what kind of questions are you asking them, or how are you offering help? Yeah. Because I want to get people that yeah. like because you are someone that doesn't have it, and right. they're hearing from me of someone that does have it. So it might be good to get a perspective yeah. on. Well, that. it's it's really hard, mm-hmm. and I think that like. We want the quick, like, Amazon Prime, <laughs> tell me how to help this person with anxiety, yep. right? So, like, uh, quite a few people in my family have anxiety. My wife has anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for years, especially, like, while we were dating and while we were engaged, you know, like, I didn't understand anxiety. So she would be thinking or perseverating on something. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, well, that's not the case. Like, yeah. just drop it. Like, don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. You know, uh, people don't think that way or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And I just wanted to be like, here's the answer. Yeah. Okay. Now we can move on. And that's very typical. I mean, that's you right. know, coming from someone that doesn't have it. Is it's just like, cause, right. cause what we have is completely irrational yeah. and you guys are able to put things into rational, you know, right. Just very linear. linear. I mean, thoughts. over, oversimplified too yeah. at times though, yeah. too. Right. Cause like I can, I can go for weeks without realizing that I'm not in a healthy place mm-hmm. because I can just like rationalize yeah. things to an unhealthy point mm-hmm. and just grind on. But, um, I think the main thing, right. is like, it takes a lot of vulnerability for somebody with anxiety to open up about what they're absolutely, what they're feeling. It also takes a lot of vulnerability on the person on the other side's part mm-hmm. to build that trust, mm-hmm. to share like, Cause you can't, I can't empathize really truly with the anxiety that you feel because right. I've never felt to that level. Mm-hmm. Right. But I have to try to empathize and try to be vulnerable, build that trust. Show some compa- then, compassion too. That's another bigger piece. Yep. 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 And then it's mostly just listening is mm-hmm. what I found. Right. Perfect. It's, yep. it's not trying to give the answer, mm-hmm. even though I'm like, answer's right. Yeah. I just want to, yep. you know, say like, how called up that person. <laughs> yeah. They're not thinking that, you yeah. know, like, but instead to just listen and affirm what you can, mm-hmm. like really try to affirm the things that you can and then try and find one thing that you can really gently mm-hmm. be like, Hey, like your thoughts are like, your feelings are valid. Right. Like, I completely understand that you're feeling that way. I'm not saying stop feeling that way, but 
you did say like this piece of this interaction and it's like I don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. Like just try and find one thing instead of like breaking it down and being like, okay, here's the 10 spots yeah. where that's illogical. Yeah. But try and find that one point where you can just try and help like, mm -hmm. and then from there you can kind of establish that pattern. And when that anxiety comes mm -hmm. up again, it's like you focus on that one little right. returning pattern and yeah. kind of can help slowly over time to, you build that trust and exactly. then you can That's what I was going to say. Yeah, is you build that trust by, yeah. by not trying to fix it because um, we're, we're already trying to fix it ourselves. Yeah, I and, think that's key. Not and, trying to... And um, when someone comes from that, we get defensive. And it's not on purpose and it's not that we don't appreciate the help. You know, we don't, it's not that we right. don't want it. It's just, it's a tricky thing. It's like, you know, when your Christmas lights go out, let's say somebody unplugs it. Right. Yep. You can walk out there and just plug it right back in. Yeah. Some of the anxiety has to like rewire the, the, you know, the extension cord and figure out how to plug it in. Yeah. But our plug-in is like a European plug-in where yours is like an American standard right. plug-in, you know? Right. So we have to like MacGyver that yeah. to get the connection of the answer. Yeah. And so I've been talking about on here as a scavenger hunt for people yeah. with anxiety to figure out how to manage their anxiety. And I think that's the same thing for you is that uh, the people in your life that have it, you don't interact with them the same way. Right. So like for like your wife or the people in your family, that scavenger hunt looks differently for each person. Yeah, and exactly. So, so for you, I'm, there's there's gonna be certain things that you pick up along the way that uh, are gonna help in certain situations. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and keep asking questions, and I wrote that down too, is uh, for today is to keep asking better questions because you're going to get better answers. We yeah. just did QBQ training at on the onsite. Yeah. And that was like the biggest takeaway is like, Oh yeah. man, I got to ask a lot better questions Yeah, because I think from in my nature, it's just like, I have a thought, I got to get it out. Like yeah. there's not this, I don't like mold a question and then like hand it to someone. It's yeah. just, it's like, boom, get it out. Yeah. So, and that, so on the flip side, the one thing I would say for the person with anxiety who has that person who's trying to help them, mm -hmm. Now it has to be a person who's earned the right for you to be vulnerable in all this. But like, I think one of the most important like turning points of me understanding, right? Cause I was just trying to fix the issue mm -hmm. and trying to be like, I don't understand this illogical thought pattern. But when my wife was like, okay, I realize my thoughts aren't logical. Yeah. Like when she said that to yeah. me for the first time, it was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Wait a second. So like, you know, you understand, yeah, yeah, right. but you can't just say, I realize it and move on, yeah. which I can't. Right. So if you're someone who has anxiety, who has that person mm -hmm. who might not, who really wants to help and you trust, but might not understand yeah. if you can be vulnerable enough to like in that situation when they're like trying to fix, yeah. you feel like they're trying to fix you. If you can be, you know, really vulnerable and say like, I, I know, I know. Yeah. This is illogical. Yeah. Like that's what, that's what helped you the most. That, is that might be expressing really, that. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause most people <clears throat> just don't even like, mm -hmm. don't realize the anxiety level of like, like realize that anxiety is like these thoughts mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily at all logical mm -hmm. and that you realize it, yep. but that you can't get out of it. Yep. And, and for, for someone with anxiety, you isolate and you feel like you're the only one thing in a certain way. You're the right. only one that feels this way. You're the only one that has this little tick in your body that pretty much is cancer. I mean, yep. you rationalize that that's true. Right. And so 
once you open up, and this is what I found, is the more I've opened up, the more I told my story, even though I cry pretty much every time I tell my story, yeah. I heal, but I also, I, I grab a person along my scavenger hunt. There's a person that, right. and when you grab people, they're much bigger than skills because you can lean on them when you need them. Yeah. You know, and there might be a time that, I don't know, my leg falls off in the gym here or something because it's attached by metal <laughs> that I'm going to need those people to help yeah. me out so I don't just freak out, you know, right. by default. Um, so we'll bring it back around to, to faith, uh, for someone that is not religious, uh, that has anxiety that, that, cause I think those types of people, like you said, what is this, what is this all about? Why am I here? Right. Um, what might be something that you would suggest for them to kind of dip their toe into the, the faith pool, if you will. Right. right. Yeah. That's, I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing I think. Right, you can you can talk about big churches, you can talk about denominations, you can talk about all sorts of things. Right, uh, I think at its core, what Christianity is meant to be is is community. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, the place to start is like, who is that person in your life who you know is a Christian or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and is the person that actually like you look at them and they exemplify healthy things, and you're like, wow, they do have joy, they do have peace. They have some of these things that I really respect. Mm-hmm. I might not, I might not have touched what their like reason for that is because it makes me uncomfortable because right. I know it's going to fall into this faith conversation. Yeah. Um, but it's the go have community with that person. Mm-hmm. Like invite them over for dinner or go to coffee and just start having the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to walk into a church on a Sunday morning to, uh, you know, and and oftentimes you probably won't get. The most healthy like first experience mm-hmm. right versus that personal interaction and conversations and um, I mean then yeah I mean getting involved in a church I think is is great and mm-hmm. key because community is key right. when you're going through things whether it's anxiety whether it's losing someone you love whether it's depression all spectrums having a group of like-minded people mm-hmm. who can come alongside you who can you know support you who can challenge you who help you grow that's key. Yeah. Um, so, and one thing I would say too is like when we get in that space, we're desperate to get out of it. And so, what you're right. doing isn't working for you. Right. It's worth a try. Right. Go meet a few people that that are, are have a lot of faith. Go to a lot of churches. I mean, right. you, you want you want it out. Maybe that's going to hit. Maybe that's going to be like, oh, light bulb. Right. This is connecting with me. Right. But don't just go to like one denomination. Try a bunch of different ones. See which one fits. Right. You know, if if there was only one true correct denomination we wouldn't have all these different kinds right and see the the other thing that i think is really important to know if you're gonna like when you're starting to be like ask the questions of okay is god real like if god is real Mm -hmm. those questions those things that you're like well i don't under that doesn't line up like this doesn't make any (laughs) sense if god is actually real like he will reveal himself and he'll help clarify that thing Mm -hmm. right so that's the other thing i challenge you with like it's totally fine to go to different churches, ask questions, mm-hmm. like, right, like, like, yeah. this doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like, how does this line up with this? Yeah. Um, because if God is really real, which I believe he is, and I've seen him, you know, in move life, in yeah. cool ways in my life mm-hmm. and in other people's lives, like, he will show up, whether it's through a conversation with somebody, whether it's yeah. through a dream, like, yeah. and he will reveal himself and help you understand whether 
maybe the church does have that mm-hmm. wrong. Maybe that denomination is totally bonkers on how they see this thing. Mm-hmm. And like the Bible too. I mean, yeah. that is God's word. Right. That's a super simple starting point. Like if you read that yeah. and you ask, you know, pray and meditate, yeah. like ask him, hey, what are you saying mm-hmm. here? And then you actually listen. Yep. And, I, and I think when you're listening, be open to any kind of revelation that he may have for you. Don't right. don't like box yourself in by what you want to hear. Right. Because it good. might, that's for me, it wasn't what I wanted to hear yeah. because it kept coming back to, I needed to do work yeah, on myself because exactly. I was doing it to myself. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't like that. That stinks. Yeah. But it's what it kept, kept repeating. Right. And so yeah. be, be open to whatever, you know, might be revealed to you may not be what you want to hear, but it's going to be what you need to hear more than likely. So, um, the last thing I was going to ask you is like, are there any like books that you suggest if someone's looking to build their faith, obviously the Bible, but like any other books like from Amazon or that you would suggest Um, maybe like two or three. Yeah. So specifically to anxiety, I would say Max Licato has a book called anxious for nothing, which is written off of that verse in Philippians that we started with. Um, it's a short read. It's like 150 pages, mm. fairly simple. Uh, like I said, I don't have anxiety, so it might be way oversimplifying <laughs> yeah. something. Uh, but I read it and I thought that it was a really, mm. you know, interesting take on breaking that verse down and looking at it. Um, so that would be a good one. So you got a few takeaways out of that. It's good. Yep. Um, and then the furious longing of God by Brennan Manning. He's mm. my favorite author of all time. Uh, and, that book is all about God's grace and was a huge realization for me in the midst of all my struggles, my own shame, my own hating mm-hmm. myself of like that God loves us as we are, not as we should be. Mm. Right. So God loves me. Here I am completely Words broken person. Yeah. Yep. Not like, Hey, once you get to this point, yeah. then I'll love you. Like I'll give you practical steps, but you have to get there. Then I'll love you. Yeah. It's like, I love you now. As you are, even if you never get to this fully healthy person, I'll still love you. Yeah, and, and that's a good point for people that feel broken. Like yeah. people with anxiety feel broken. And so <clears throat> maybe talk to that just a little bit about yeah. God loves you right now no matter. You don't have to be like fix your anxiety right. to for God to love you. Right. Like he loves you right now. Right. And I think for me, I was like, no. Yeah. O- otherwise, think, why would I be suffering? Yeah. You know? And I think if you're, if you're a parent, you'll understand this. Yep better like I thought I understood it after like reading that book and spending years and you know in my faith but then once I had my daughter Mm -hmm. I understood that concept far more than I had ever understood it before you know of like this ability to love somebody as they are Mm -hmm. you know like my daughter right now like you'll tell her not to do something and she'll like hey don't dump that on the floor she'll look you in the eyes (laughs) and dump that thing on the floor you know that's awesome but still, like, no matter what she could do, I would still love mm-hmm. her. It's not like, oh, well, as long as you do these things in a day, mm-hmm. then I'm going to yeah. love you. You know, if you're a parent, you've cleaned up puke, and so, like, you still love your kid. Right. That's, like, right. my, the worst thing for me is if someone pukes on me. And, right. Yeah, anyways. Right. So that perspective of God created you, you are his children, mm-hmm. right? Now, whether you're choosing to acknowledge that, walk with him or not, He's still pursuing you. Yeah. He still loves you. You know, like the prodigal son mm-hmm. parable is a really good one of the guy who takes his father's wealth, goes, squanders it, lives with the pigs, comes back, 
ready to be like, hey, I'll be your servant. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to, like, have a meal on the table. Yeah. I know I don't deserve to be your son anymore. And he's like, no, you're my son. Puts his robe on yeah. his back, kills that's the fatted calf. Like, yeah. yeah, like, and that's unconditional. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, okay, so I really do love you. I want to forgive you, but you have to prove that you've actually changed. Yeah. You know, like, there's not. So. Yep. Yeah, and for me that was that was it too. Is like I, even though I was I was jaded about praying and jaded about faith at the time, I always felt like it was still there, um, and it made me mad. I mean, the world has to exist spiteful. somehow. And, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and so I was spiteful about it, but it came back around, and I'm so glad that it did because there's peace now. Um, and I don't think that there would be peace without that faith, faith or spirituality aspect. And now, being that I've lost it, and this is just my own take on it, I. I read all kinds of different religious texts right. just to kind of, so I have my barometer of like the Bible. I grew up a Christian, so like that's right. my metric. And yep. so I compare it and I just, I just like to gather information about it because it helps me relate to other people right. no matter what their faith is. Right. So um, I think that's what we got for today. Where do people find you? I'm going to try to put those yeah. books, I'm going to put those books in the show notes, those Perfect. two books that you said, um, and then I'll put some of David's social yeah. media links on there. But if uh, People want to find you on Instagram or yeah, Facebook. D Swedberg on Instagram, David Swedberg on Facebook. URG, uh, no, not yeah, URG. Yeah, URG Swedberg. No. Um, he'll put my name in there. Um, and then Cowboys and Unicorns podcast, it's dying, but <laughs> we'll still have episodes up. So if you're curious to hear some more random thoughts from random people or Corey's episode where he talks, we talked for like an hour and a half. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it's a lot more long form. Yep. But Yep, yep, and uh, I'll put a link to their podcast on there as well. I think you guys have what sixty some episodes. Yeah, yep, yeah. Okay, so cool. Waste a lot of time listening to babbling. <laughs> yeah, right. that's, that's what they're doing right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate yeah, it, and uh, I'm sure the listeners appreciate the take on on uh, spirituality and faith. And yeah, um, probably have to have you back on. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll find see, out. If see they, if anybody downloads this one. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys, to wrap up this episode here, got to apologize for the beeping. Uh, here in Minnesota, we've had about 3,000 inches of snow, and so someone was cleaning out some snow in the background there. You may have heard it beeping every once in a while, but uh, it was a fun episode, great episode to have someone that, uh, like David, that's that's done this, had, had a few uh, trips around the block on a podcast, um, kind of enlighten us into some faith and how it relates to anxiety. And it was a cool take, too, because he's someone that does not have anxiety. So it was a, I feel it was a really good episode to kind of get some knowledge from that standpoint. In the show notes, you'll find some links to the books that he talked about. We're going to have his social media stuff in there and also the Cowboys and Unicorns podcast link. So you guys can check out um, similar podcasts to this and my episodes on there. I think it's like seven or eight. I'm not quite sure, um, but it was fun. So, to wrap this up, what are we doing next week? Episode 5 is going to be a good one. It's I'm going to kind of do uh, all... There's, I had like three questions that were fairly similar, and they were about toxic relationships or toxic people in your life, and how, how it's hard to deal with like friends or family or um, significant others that cause you anxiety. And so it'll be an interesting one. I've, I've been through that myself, so it'll be relatable. Um, and so there'll be three questions again that we talk about that and then the exit wad. And so what's your exit wad for this episode? It is, I want you to start reading Hope and Help for Your Nerves. It's, uh, it's a great book. It's uh, somewhat something I've, I recommend very, very often. And I talked about that in the 
previous episode, but it's one that's going to really open the door and open your eyes to a few things. And so hope and help for your nerves. Dr. Claire Weeks, you can probably get it at the library. You can down it, download it on your library um, app, like a Kindle version, or you can rent it on your library app, I'm sure, as well. So you could probably do it for free somehow. So that's all I got for this episode, guys. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, go to iTunes Store, give us a rating. Uh, write a review if you can. It'll help other people find this information that is so important to help them heal. And that's the main purpose of why I'm doing this. I want to help as many people heal as I can because I was able to have someone help me heal or push me in the right direction. So that's the basis for this podcast. iTunes rating, I really would appreciate that. Share this with, with as many people as you can as well. All right. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening whenever you're listening. Don't beat yourself up. I promise we'll figure this out. Keep tuning in, guys. I love it. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for being here. See ya!